The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In a world that can be challenging, and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level, so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up. That by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James, and we are taking the spark in this podcast and we are igniting it. We are igniting the spark together. And one of the ways that you can do that right now is by pausing wherever you are on your journey today. And just unless you're driving, I always have to say that unless you're driving, take a moment to just tune in close your eyes and take a deep breath. If you're at a stoplight or a stop sign, you can do that as well. But just taking that focus on your heart, taking that deep breath into your heart area, you might put a hand on your heart. You might even put one on your belly and really just anchor yourself inside and give yourself that nice deep breath. And as you let go, let go of whatever's not serving you right now. It might be thoughts, it might be beliefs, it might be energy you're carrying around, and just be present to this moment. And you are going to want to turn in and tune in to this episode. I have one of my dear, dear cohorts, the amazing Dr. Heather Christian Strang with me today. And she is a mystic, a metaphysical psychologist, and an Amazon bestselling author, including the author of Love Letters from Mary Magdalene the untold tale of her life, love, and legacy. She's written 11 books in the genres of visionary fiction, paranormal romance, and channeled message oracles. So basically, it's everything she loves to write about. She's been featured in publications such as Bustle, The Huffington Post, Elephant Journal, Thrive Global, Elite Daily, 
and on the cover of the Sedona Journal of Emergence. I can't even tell you how many other accolades she has. This woman is so incredible, and I'm so thankful, Christian, to have you on the show. Welcome to The Spark. I am so happy to be here because it's always a divine experience when you and I get to come together and share and talk. And I'm so grateful to be on your show today. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. And for those of you that can't see, or if you don't have a visual, if you're not watching this as a video, Christian has the most gorgeous, it's what, what would you call that? It's like a mural behind you that is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's a painting by Denise DeFara. I might be saying that incorrectly, but it's an artist rendition, Denise's rendition of Mary Magdalene, who, of course, is very close to my heart. And with our new book out about Mary Magdalene's life, this has just become my my Zoom background. And so I feel like she's like, you know, got my back when I'm doing these interviews. So it's really fun. But it's such Denise is a very talented artist. If you can see there, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful and the perfect backdrop for you. And for those people that don't know you yet, Christian, can you talk a little bit about your journey? When you started channeling Mary Magdalene. And I think it's important to tell people a little bit before that, because you were one of these people that this wasn't your plan. Not at all. And I love that you highlight that because I like to also share that with folks that I was not taking channeling classes. I wasn't taking classes on mysticism. I was not trying to have a spiritual awakening. (laughs) None of that was happening. Uh, This all began for me in 2008 and I got very, very sick. It was a health crisis and I had left my religion, my, you know, the religion I was raised in. I was agnostic at the point that this health crisis happened. And it was only through a series of wild and incredible synchronicities that I found myself in Brazil receiving a psychic surgery because everything else I had tried for my health crisis was not helping. And the psychic surgery um, not only healed my body within two weeks, um, but all of these strange mystical experiences started happening for me and didn't stop. And I'm grateful for that um, because it really was when I thought I was going to die that I really surrendered my life to the divine and said, listen, okay, I'll do whatever you'll have me do here. Um, Just let me live. You know, I was just 30 when this happened. So this was, you know, 15 years ago. And I was like, I really want to, I really want to live. So whatever we got to do, I want to stay here. And that changed the whole course of my life. And I started having healing energy coming out of my hands. I started having these psychic abilities that I, again, did not train for, was not trying to make happen. And then through that process in 2015, I was back in Brazil, but this time for spiritual development and these five ascended masters, Yeshua, or the one known as Jesus Christ and his beloved Mary Magdalene appeared before me. And that really started our journey together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that because I just think it's such an amazing story because truly, again, it heightens this awareness of the importance of surrender. Huge. And I literally, Stephanie, this is so important too. And I love that you're pulling this out. I had tried all different kinds of healing modalities. I was agnostic. I was not interested in anything, you know, like I knew I was a spiritual person, but I was like, I'm not going there. I went there. I did it. 
It literally, I had to be on a twin bed in the middle of Brazil, no cell phone, no one I could call. The woman I had traveled there with was nowhere to be found. Literally, like spirit had to put me in a position where I had none of my crutches, none of my like mental chatter was going to get me out of this. I literally could not move my body and thought I was going to die. And it was only then (laughs) that I totally surrendered. And then it was literally like the minute I said that prayer and said, which I hadn't prayed in years and years, the minute I said, whatever you want me to do, just let me live. I'm not even kidding. It was just like that. Suddenly the life force energy came back into my body. I have chills talking about this. I, I don't talk about this often anymore. So it's fun to revisit it, but like everything started changing in my life for the better, but I had to almost die. But that's how stubborn I was. That's how strong my ego was. That's how strong my my mental like framework of what life was and what the world was. It was so thick and so stubborn that I literally had to almost die and then surrender my life to the divine for me to really get back on track to who I really am. And then my life just gets better and better and better because of my devotion to the divine which requires surrender of the human story and personality and ego and control, which was so hard for me and continues to be challenging for me. And thank you so much for bringing that up, because I think some people think that spiritually awakened people, or if they have a spiritual awakening, it's a one shot gig. You know, they have this one opening and then the heavens part and the angels saying, and life is fantastic from then on. And as you and I know, that's not the case. And it's a continual journey. And I love too, that you bring up the part of devotion, because I know in my own life as well, surrender is a daily practice and that I do have to, in the morning, before I even get out of bed, revisit that practice of one hand on my heart, as I was saying earlier, one hand on my gut and just saying, okay, divine, whatever your will is, not mine. And to truly be open to that divine energy flow through me. And we have to be devoted to this practice. Even this today, I have a great real life example of how surrender, you know, continues to show up. I had this story of how my day was going to go, right? I have my schedule. I have what I'm doing. And I had this event coming up that I was really excited about. And then I rearranged my whole day so that I could, you know, be there for it this evening. And then in the middle of my rearranging my new schedule, I'm in the middle of my new schedule and, oh, the whole thing falls apart. And I have to catch myself because I'm like irritated and annoyed. And like, I changed everything for this thing that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, And my spiritual team, not your will, divine will. This is opening up a space for you to actually do what you really need to be doing at that time. You know, it, it, it is literally a daily process of surrendering our human will to divine will. I think it had to be so dramatic for me because I had years and years of momentum of control and um, stubbornness. And like, I know the way life's going to be in very mind focused, very intellectually focused, very academic mind focused. So it had to be like that dramatic for me. It doesn't have to always be that dramatic when we're doing the practice that we're talking about today, which is everyday surrendering. And even in those little moments, like doesn't matter that I'm not attending this event, not a big deal, but I felt it within myself of like, oh no, this is how it's supposed to go. 
no, it's not how it's supposed to go. And that continuous <laughs> surrendering is so important for living a fulfilling, satisfying life. Yeah. And talk a little bit more about that, Christian, before we get off the topic of surrender, because I really do think that's such a key that we are, it's like, we're fighting this uphill battle. You know, I, I get the image of that archetype of that, that man that's pushing the big boulder up the hill. Our life can feel that way when we're trying to go like, this is how it should happen. And we're trying to control things or it must go this way. And our ego gets really attached. So, yeah. So, so what is the importance of this continual surrender process? You know, what are the gifts? I mean, you're starting to talk about this fulfilling life. Talk a little bit more about that. So beautiful. I love where going here. In my initial example of my, my, my awakening that started it all. And then there've been, you know, hundreds more awakenings since that moment. Um, it really was about me giving up my will to divine will. And that is what got me on the path of who I really am. This is what's so important. I think that we think, or the mind thinks, well, if I give up, give up, if I surrender that, if I surrender my attachment to that person, place, thing, event, belief system, whatever it is, then it's going to be horrible for me. But what I have found repeatedly is that my life not only gets better and better and better, Every wish I ever had for myself becomes fulfilled in ways that I could not have controlled, even though I was really trying to control. So even if it's, you know, it's the big example I gave with the health health crisis, or it's a small example that I gave, like when an event gets canceled that you're really looking forward to, or something you're really looking forward to doesn't happen the way you think it should. We have to know, and this is like a law of the universe, that it, whatever it is, is going to be 10x on where you were before that happened. There is no way that I could have ever controlled my life to being what it is had I kept going on that trajectory without that health crisis. I don't even know the amazing things I'm going to get to experience this evening because that event was canceled. You know, it really like, I, I hate to make it that simple, but sometimes we are like, you know, little kids in a candy store. And I just want you to know, like, it's even better, whatever it is that you have to surrender, just know on the other side of that, it is going to be richer. It is going to be deeper. It is going to be better than you could even write it for yourself and beyond what you can imagine for yourself. That's the other thing. Like prior to my health crisis, I wanted to be a writer. That was my dream my whole life. So when my health crisis started, I was a freelance writer working from home as a freelance journalist. I was doing okay financially. I was barely making, you know, but I was making it and that was great as a writer for me, but I've now written 12 books. You know, I just finished my 12th book and now it's with the cover designer who just published the 11th book. Like I could have not have foreseen that. And I was nowhere near that when I was on the path I was on before my spiritual awakening. So you don't think health crisis, spiritual awakening author, but that was the path to get me there, you know? So it's just whatever it is that you most long for and desire, you most long for and desire that because it is meant to be experienced by you. But I promise you, it is not meant to be experienced the way you think, you know, it is going to, it'll be better. 
it'll be better, but it takes trust and faith. And that's where those daily practices come in so that we can keep surrendering and reminding ourselves. Oh yeah, it does just, you know, I have to do that for myself even now. Oh yeah, it does just get better and better. Even if it's not going the way that I think it's in fact, especially if it's not going the way that I think it's supposed to. It's, it's like this counter, you know, sort of intuitive the way you think it would be. It's not linear. It's so much better when we surrender into literally the magic that is in the atoms of the atmosphere around us. So beautifully stated, because it really is about this. We think about how, how much we can imagine when you really start thinking about it. It's like we have such a limited mind. And so imagine giving that up to universal or divine mind, which has the capacity. It's like us looking out a very, very small tube as opposed to like the entire sky opening up to us and the whole universe, you know, which, which has divine wisdom and so much more than we can even conceptualize. So It's so exciting, Christian, to think about that, right? And to start saying, yes, if if we can get out of our own way. And really, I love that you say, you know, having faith, having faith that there really is something bigger for us than even our minds can conceptualize. And if we surrender to that and have faith, it is going to be our calling, what we are divinely called to and expressed in such a huge way that we may not have been able to conceptualize before. Exactly. We get so fixed in what we believe is true. And, and that's something that really my next level, you know, awakening, I had, you know, the big one in 2008, then I had another one in 2015. And then in 2020, when Mary Magdalene, I started working more closely with her came in because I, I didn't know how fixed I was on. This is the way the world works. And this is the way the world is. And we can get so fixed on the silliest of things that we don't even recognize that we are demanding, expecting, you know, life to deliver to us and other people to show up in certain ways for us. And we can just get very, very rigid and fixed without even realizing it. And the more, like the minute you see that rigidity or that fixedness in yourself, just open up to the possibility. And that's really what 2020 introduced to me. Like, what if everything I believed was wrong? What if it wasn't true at all? What if there's an even better, more amazing, more incredible unfolding available for me and understanding available for me. And it just blew the lid off of all of my stories about who I thought people were and how the world should work and how this should all go. That is a liberating, that consistent practice of surrender is so liberating. Absolutely beautiful. It's so inspiring listening to you. You know, what what is Christian for you your daily practice? What helps you get in touch with this divine flow? Yeah, yeah. This is so important. The daily practice, like I have been meditating every day since two thousand and eight, without exception. Now, previous to that, I had tried meditating um, when I was sick. Someone had said, "Oh, yeah, you should try meditating," and I was just like, oh, "I can't do it. This is like, you know, this is too hard." But the daily practice is so important because you're literally creating an energetic momentum that builds in your field, which benefits you. So I do not get out of bed in the morning 
or I do not pick up any device. If I do get out of bed, I may stand up and do my practices, but I have very specific practices of gratitude, aura protection, grounding that I do so that before I connect with anyone outside of my significant other, or definitely not technology, I don't connect with any of that until I've grounded into my day, started my day with gratitude, a prayer, set my intentions, asked to be a clear channel for all those that I serve. If I know I have, you know, like today, I knew we were having this time together. So I asked, may I speak the words that most need to be spoken, that those who will listen, you know, those that will be listening in or watching will resonate with some peace. It'll be just for them, you know, really being intentional. But I, I literally, I've been doing these daily practices. So I started the meditation practice in 2008. I started the aura protection gratitude grounding in like 2015. And they're just non-negotiables for me. I also use like protective oils on my skin. And I use those every single day at key energy centers, because I'm aware that my body is an advanced technology, which I think the last time I was on your show, we talked about this, you know, your body is an advanced technology and it's important to treat it that way. What are we putting in the body and on the body? And how are we interacting with our technology? So that's actually part of my spiritual practice is just making sure I don't pick up my phone. I don't have any, you know, my husband might be like, Oh, I want to show you something on my phone. I'm like, no, no, no. I can't, not until my practices are done. I don't allow anything into my field or my space until I've really grounded into my center, set my intentions, had time with the divine. And that is a game changer for my life. And I encourage everyone to tune in to, you know, you just kind of will experiment and find what works for you. But that daily practice is just so incredible because it's creating that, like I said, that momentum of frequency of devotion to the divine of surrender to a higher outcome of you being centered and grounded in your physical body without being, you know, assaulted by EMFs or, you know, whatever's coming through the social media. So essential. I mean, such an essential message in our media addicted lifestyles and that we can just be conscious and intentional when we get up in the morning, who would you rather interface with, you know, the divine or an electronic device? I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. So simple. And when you understand that those electronic devices are cording into your field and those social media applications are cording into your field, like they're connecting into you. So it's best to have that strong field so that you're not absorbing things that don't serve you. And it it really just makes your life so much easier and so much more grounded and fulfilling. You can be more present in your day-to-day experience. And that, as you know, and talk about regularly is so key to enjoying your life. You don't even have to like care about enlightenment or evolving or ascending. (laughs) You just throw all that away if you want, just like, just have a better quality of life. If if you follow the things we're talking about right now and make them work for you, you're going to just have a better quality of life. Absolutely. Christian, it reminds me of you know, thinking about a radio, if we're in the car, it's like, what do we want to tune into? What is the frequency we want to tune into? You know, and we don't want to listen to something that is the frequency is a, a real low vibe frequency or something that just doesn't feel right inside of us. 
And if we turned on the radio and we heard that kind of music, immediately we'd change it. And literally what we're doing is changing the frequency. So we, we as human beings actually have a choice. Part of that free will is that we can choose what frequency we want to tune into. So again, I love what you're saying, this daily practice of making this your devotional time in the morning, tuning into the divine, getting yourself in a place where you're grounded and can be a conduit for that light to come through. And even if it's, again, not a spiritual journey, just having that intention, choosing what you tune into to the highest level for you will make all the difference. I mean, that is really it, Stephanie. You just like keyed in on it perfectly because we can't control all the outcomes around us. We can't control the choices that other people make. We can't control the choices that countries make or organizations make, but we can control and choose our frequency and what we're vibrating at and then see what happens because it's all magnets. It's the law of magnetism, like attracts like or law of attraction it's also called that as well. So, you know, like attracts like, so just if you make your number one choice being your frequency, just like you've said here, Stephanie, that's the one thing you're in control of. And then you'll see what comes to you next, what comes to you next. And then you make those choices again, based on that consistent choice of the frequency you're going to admit that's ultimate empowerment, you know, because you're not, you're never a victim in that scenario because you're choosing the most important thing, which is your frequency. And then your frequency determines what comes to you. Like, this is so cool. And then we start to see like, wow, we're a technology. The earth's a technology. This universe we're in is a technology. Love it. I love this. And before we go on break, I have to share with you that I had one of these little things. And, you know, I said to my fiance, I'm like, this is such a God wink that last week I got a personal email from Bruce Lipton out of the blue that he had accidentally emailed me because his son-in-law's name is Steph. And so he had sent a letter to Steph and I got it. And then he personally emailed me to apologize for clogging up my email and that it was really sweet. And he hoped I enjoyed the attachment he had sent to him. And I mean, it was just this beautiful little moment of like, I said to myself at that moment, I'm like, wow, my frequency must be really up right now. Seriously, like the magnetism, I'm fangirling out about Bruce Lipton, by the way, over here, I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> but like, he was like the first book I read after my spiritual awakening. You know, he's like the godfather of it all. Um, so totally fangirling out. And can you like, just if we could be a fly on the wall and see like the atoms that when he was typing in Steph and how your email just like zoomed in there, because that's where the magnetics were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And when I wrote back to him, I said, no worries, Bruce. We both know there are no accidents. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it was he so does know. Perfect. So he's paying attention. So perfect. So we have to take a quick break. And when we return, we are going to continue to ignite the spark with Christian Strang. Stay tuned.
Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Igniting the Spark. We are definitely doing that here with Christian Strang. Just love having you on the show and love this conversation. Oh my gosh, like lucky listeners. There's, I mean, I think we should always record our conversations. So I love that we for your show. And then we had you on my show and it's just perfect. Like we should be always recording our conversations. Absolutely. Just go to these new places. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christian. You are such a beautiful soul and tell us about your new book. I'm really excited to hear number 12. Well, this is number 11. Number 12 is in production right now. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, my newest book that's published is Love Letters from Mary Magdalene, The Untold Tale of Her Life, Love and Legacy. For those that are watching all Hold it up here and see if you can see it. Here we go. Mm, Beautiful. So this came to me in, of course, talking about, you know, this exact conversation we're having, it's really been the path of me surrendering. And, you know, I thought I would, I had ideas about what I was going to write and, you know, what kind of books I would write, but I have been guided to write channel books. And this is my fifth channel book out of the eleven. And this book came to me, you know, Mary Magdalene came to me in 2020 and said, okay, we're going to be working together. Are you open to that? You know, my devotion is to the divine. And that felt, yes, extraordinary to me. So I said, yes, of course. And so this, when we talk about a path of devotion, when we talk about surrender, Mary Magdalene and Yeshua, their life experience really demonstrates this of, and one of the messages she brings through a lot in the book is that, you know, they were in human form, just like we're in human form and they yes, had superpowers, but so do we, we also have superpowers and they had to surrender their will to divine will consistently and allow that to guide them forward on the path of their life. And I had a lot of apprehension about this book because Mary does share some things that are a little bit truth telling that, that are counter to the, you know, mainstream narrative that we have about her and Jesus's life. And so I had some apprehension about that, but I have to say it has been so miraculous, like publishing the book, the readers that it's reaching, we're reaching folks all over the world. Women, you know, are messaging me from Norway, Romania, Finland, just having incredible experiences with the book. And again, this was just another lesson of me surrendering 
and letting the divine lead. And then knowing that this book was going to reach the souls that most needed it, even though I had apprehension, even though I had my own personal ego and personality fears, I really had to do a lot of personal work before releasing this book because of that. But again, on the other side of it, just seeing the miracles and seeing how it's expanding so much for me personally and for those who are magnetized to it from all over in ways that I could not control or make happen. So beautiful, Christian. You know, and I I always think when, when I hear about Mary Magdalene, I really think about how it wasn't until, wasn't it, the, when people found the Dead Sea Scrolls that then they found the gospel according to Mary Magdalene. Yeah. And that, that really was supposed to be one of the original included books in the Bible. Yeah, I think it was the Nag Hammadi texts that were found and they found like nine pages and there are these, you know, tears and chunks of it, but they've been able to like put it together. And, um, you know, there's been so many amazing books written about Mary Magdalene and her energy is just more and more present now than ever. And it's really exciting to see. And I'm really excited to share this sort of reimagining of her story with Yeshua. And, and she says in the book, you know, you can take it as fact or you can take it as fiction, but let this inspire your life, however it lands for you. And we really are at this time where, this goddess energy, this divine feminine energy is really has a lot to say and a lot for us to listen to and pay attention to. And it's a really exciting time, I feel like for all of us, but certainly those of us who feel particular resonance with Mary Magdalene, a figure like Mary Magdalene or any of the goddesses, this is an incredible time for us to really bring that energy into our own lives instead of creating this separation. Mary talks about this, you know, we put her and Jesus and other, um, you know, great masters on pedestals and they really, their message through this book was that you also have the ability to do what we did. And we actually left a trail of light for you so that you can do that with more ease. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and you know, and, and that's one of the, you know, scriptures in the Bible where Jesus is saying, you know, you will go on to do even greater acts than I have done. Yeah. They left a legacy of light for us. And we have the invitation to also continue what they seeded when they were here on earth. And that's really, I think it's so exciting for us. And when we talk about the sacred texts, like the Bible that talk about heaven on earth and our opportunity to really make that manifest. And it's a very, very exciting time for us. So I love being able, you know, to, to write books that, you know, even stretch me and scare me a little bit and, and call me up in a new way. And I'm excited to see more of that out there in the world and more of us saying yes to creating heaven on earth and listening to the ancient wisdom that's available to us now, but bringing it into practical action in our, our lives now today. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things you hit upon was this beautiful thing of the divine feminine. Really, it's it's so present now and it's just expanding into our world. And so even if you're a man, people don't realize all the time that all of us have divine masculine and divine feminine. And what beautiful icons that we have in this relationship, you know, that that you are so connected to. 
Talk a little bit, Christian, for you, what personally, as you wrote this book, what happened with you? Or I, you know, I always think for you, because things don't happen to us, they happen for us. What was part of your journey besides, you know, I'm, I'm hearing some of the apprehension and I totally can resonate with this, you know, as I would share things in my own book and would show up and say, oh my gosh, you know, are people going to resonate with this? Are they going to go, oh, that sounds a little woo-woo. I don't know. And yet we are seeing this expansion in consciousness where people, what may have been woo-woo now, we're seeing more and more supported by science. We're seeing it supported by experience and people are saying, oh yeah, now this is becoming much more common acceptance and understanding. So bringing it back to what was some of your personal experience and the gifts that happened for you during the writing of this book? Every book is a journey. It is a spiritual journey that you write, as you know, Stephanie, and this one was probably my most intensive because often I'm writing on the other side of having gone through an experience and I'm sharing about the experience. And even when I'm channeling from my spiritual team, it's usually about things I've already experienced. This was very much in real time for me with the Mary Magdalene book. And it was actually, I would say, one of the first books where I was openly sobbing as I was channeling, as I was rewriting and editing because of the opening and expansion of my own heart that was happening. There's a scene in there. um, There's a couple of scenes in there that I want to just point out because they really were so transformational for me. And one of those was the scene where Mary and Yeshua meet for the first time in her sister Martha's kitchen. And it is literally, you know, I wouldn't say there's anything extraordinary about my writing in that scene, but the way that the energy that's coming through that scene, I could just feel my whole heart just opening with so much love when these two souls remembered each other and recognized each other from other lifetimes. And that eye contact, I have chills as I talk about it, um, that eye contact, and then literally the, the downloading of information that happens when we connect with a soulmate, whether it's romantic or friend or a child or whatever version of soulmate is before you, but the downloading of information of remembering each other and knowing, okay, we're, we're going to now do life together and we're going to be in this together. It was so transformative for me. And the best way that I can describe it is that it just was this huge heart opening for me. And every single time I read that scene, I would cry every single time. It was just a beautiful remembering. And for me personally, it really helped to deepen my respect of those connections that I have with other souls. You know, when you meet someone and you feel that, like, I know this soul, that is a sacred and holy event that is to be honored. And it just really anchored that into my consciousness even more. The second piece was there is a very detailed scene with Pontius Pilate. Now we've received, you know, very, you know, clear information about Pontius and it was not good. That whole love letter that Mary Magdalene wrote about Pontius Pilate changed, changed not only my whole opinion of Pontius, made me cry every single time I read it. When I've done um, other talks with folks who have read the book, they've said the same thing, just full tears. And it opened me up to this greater compassion 
for the bad guys and the villains in the stories that we commonly know in the mainstream, or maybe the stories in our family or the stories in our lives in other ways. Um, and Mary really tells the truth about Pontius Pilate, which we were not privy to through the mainstream. And it is it is a life changing for how we view other humans and what's really going on for them and how we can interact with them with a greater level of respect and love and compassion. And that just totally changed me in, in questioning when someone is presented to me as a bad guy, whether it's by the media presenting it or someone, you know, gossiping or someone, you know, saying, oh, watch out for this person. I'm really curious now. That's really my truth, you know, and really feeling into my heart because we would all say Pontius Pilate was the bad guy in the story with Jesus, but Mary Magdalene shares a completely different version of the story that really allows us to question if that's actually true. And that was so life-changing for me. And so many readers have said to me like that, that chapter, that love letter was just like, so powerful, you know, and it, what it's reminded me of is a conversation I had with my father, you know, and this is like 25 years ago where he literally said to me, we all have a mother Teresa and an Adolf Hitler inside of us. So truly this thing about being non-judgmental, and it takes me to that story. And I know I've shared it on the air before, but it's, it's so powerful to me about Neil Donald Walsh. And if you see the Moses Code, the movie, The Moses Code, it's an old documentary. He talks about in the Bible when it says, I am that I am. And he said, there's really a comma missing. It should be, I am that comma, I am. And that he uses that as a spiritual practice. So whoever he runs into, whoever he sees on the street, as he sees that person, it might be a millionaire it might be a homeless person. It might be someone behaving badly. It might be someone you know who's being a very proper citizen. In each one of those cases, he says, "I am that. I am." And imagine, you know, our our perspective and how wide open our hearts would be blown open if we could step out of that sometimes instinctual judgment that's trying to keep us safe, and instead drop out of that place of fight or flight in our heads and into our hearts. Think about the expansion. I cannot wait to read this chapter. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it's so good. And then you may also really love um, the, the third scene that really, really was transformative for me is the sacred union ceremony between Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. And she details, I know you have your own ceremony coming up. Um, she details this ceremony that they did to honor their union. And it is so beautiful and so simple and so powerful. And she actually shares like um, a summation of the vows. Of course, they spoke it in, you know, Aramaic, but gives the summation of the vows that they spoke. And it was just, again, this sacred honoring of all of life and of those soul connections we have with others. And even, you know, the stories we're told about the bad guys in history or the bad guys in our current life and just getting curious and letting that sacred heart connection, you know, that deep heart wisdom, heart and soul wisdom guide us. And, you know, her love letters are really just about us stepping into this greater level of love and truth telling and, and union with our, our soulmates and whether those are romantic 
I should say, I can say that better, the romantic soulmates and also our soulmate friends, our soulmate children, our soulmate clients, our soulmate employers, you know, whatever it is, because none of this, as as you said, and Bruce, Bruce Lipton also knows is an accident. All of this is divine if we let ourselves see it. And Mary and Yeshua certainly saw their circumstances through that lens and let that guide them forward. Thank you, Christian, for having such an open heart and, and for being willing to be vulnerable. And I, and I do think, you know, surrender takes a lot of courage, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the courage that it took to surrender to this coming through you and being willing to just trust like, okay, here's the divine download. Even if I feel afraid, I've got to share this. I mean, it took me a year and a half to write this book, which it normally, you know, takes me six months max. So this took a long time because my surrender process, you know, and I share that because I I think it's easy for people to say, oh, well, it's easy for you. You know, it was not easy for me to bring this book through. It was challenging for me because of all my own stuff and my wanting, you know, control and wanting to be safe and wanting to control how the reader might interface with the words. And, you know, so it really, it can be a process that surrender. I really feel like the the crux of it is just not giving up, you know, like I would struggle with a chapter, you know, bringing through a love letter and be like, Oh, I don't know if I can say this, if I can do this. And then, okay, I'm going to put it over here. I'm going to go do my meditation. I'm going to do my practices. I'm going to, you know, talk to God. I'm going to do whatever it is. I'm going to be out in nature. And then I just kept returning to it, even though I was scared and it was challenging for me. And I, I, that's been the experience of my life. They, even though I'm scared and it's challenging, I just, I'm not willing to give up because there is that whisper inside of us all that says, keep going. It's worth it. Yes. I love this. I mean, it, it, your devotion to the divine and that is each one of us comes back and devotes that time and energy to the divine, the miracles that await us. That's exactly it. And we call them miracles, but it's just everyday experiences, right? When you're connected to source, it's like, this is how life is supposed to be. But compared to when we're fighting and struggling, like when I look at my life pre-health crisis and spiritual awakening, oh my goodness, it was so hard. It was so hard doing it all from this academic, intellectual mind control, like I have to control everything, you know? so challenging, like literally the challenges after my spiritual awakening, nothing compared to the challenges of being without the divine in your life. It's so much harder without the divine. And yeah, I'll just leave it there. It's so much harder without the divine. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Well, and I cannot believe that this time has flown by. It's always, we get in a time warp and it's these beautiful moments with you. How can people, number one, get your book, contact you, find out more about your offerings? Thank you so much. You know, we're just closing this interview Pacific time at 222, which is a Mary Magdalene number. So that is that is totally like, again, the magic just showing up there for us. 
Um, you can find the book on amazon.com worldwide. We just, we did release it worldwide because um, we wanted as many folks to receive it as possible. And we ended up having so many folks internationally receiving it. So I had previously published, you know, independently and just doing things in a different way, but we did release this one on Amazon because there were more folks internationally that were going to want to receive it. You can go to sacred-spirituality.org and I've got a free love letter for Mary Magdalene so you can dip your toe in. Um, I've got the link to the book and how to receive it. And I've got some other uh, meditations and transmissions and freebies and goodies for you there. So it's sacred-spirituality.org. Christian, so awesome. So before we wrap up, what is, we've talked about so many essential messages. What is the essential message at this moment that you want to leave the audience with? Devotion to the divine is the most fulfilling, authentic, prosperous, love-drenched path forward. Love it. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your light. And just sharing this amazing message and information with so many and with all of us. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here on earth at the same time as me. I love that we get to be together in this incarnation. And thank you for your amazing work in the world. I'm so, I always love when we get to come together. So thank you for this opportunity to to go deeper and go to some new places together. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on The Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, Don't take your dreams lying down.